0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show.
1: Driven to right center field. It's hit a long way to the gap. And that ball is gone. So no, with a monster shot to the right center field gap. And it's 4 one a high drive to right field and Rosario cranks one out. Wow. Another home run for the Twins. Number 19 for Rosario.
2: The highlight, courtesy of Fox Sports North, it is D Score North. First place Twins show live from Bamba the land of 10,000 rakes. Rami Makhlouf, along with Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill, on the other side of the glass on the station that brings you Twins Talk. Monday through Friday at noon and two hours of it today. Judd Zulgad jumps in for hour number two starting at 1 o'clock. And lots to get to here in the next couple hours with a Twins team that just keeps raking Derek Wetmore,
3: can't stop them.
2: <laughs> another series victory over the Twins this weekend, capped off with a 12 to two win yesterday. Four home runs in that win. They now sit at 43 and 21, and the magic number is down to 88 you remember, for your Minnesota Twins.
3: Maybe the first couple weeks of the season, and the Twins were hitting bombus, and they were getting some good starting pitching from guys like Barrios and Odrissey, mm-hmm. Martin Perez, and and the question you kept hearing, Rami, was. I don't know. Is this for real? We're going to keep this up. I, it's just, it's it's going really well. So this is fun, but like, this has got to come back to earth. Right?
2: Right? It has to. That's what some
3: people were saying. I'm starting to think, Rami, that this might be for real. I think they're good. I'm starting to think that this is a good Twins team. I think they're good at baseball. They win their 13th series of the year on Sunday with another, I mean, decisive victory over the Tigers. Four home runs, as you mentioned, but Jake Rizzi also pitched really, really well I, I keep saying this and it's becoming almost a cop out or a cliche. We will talk about all of the stories, but on a typical first place team, even one that just sort of pops up and sort of comes out of nowhere on the national baseball landscape, you'd be like, Oh, that guy is the story mm-hmm. or, or this series, you know, young outfielders blossoming. That's the story. Pick. A story for this Twins team. There's not just one. It's impossible right. to narrow that list down even to five. You can literally go around the
2: horn <laughs> and mean, come up with stories. And
3: bench guys. Like
2: started catcher, or actually started pitcher. Let's start at number one on the field. And there's oh. a, a number of stories <laughs> to pick from there. Jake Odorizzi is probably the most intriguing one. What'd you call him? Jake
3: Odorizzi? Do you know his real name? ERA leader, Jake Odorizzi. A-L-E-R-A leader, Jake Odorizzi <laughs> to you, Rami Mac. My bad. Didn't mean to okay. disrespect. It's all good. Just like we call in the first place twins. But He's then catcher, A-L-E-R-A I leader. mean,
2: you have Mitch Garver, who's coming into his own, apparently. C.J. Crone, I've been making the case, should be in the discussion for All-Star at first base in the American League. At shortstop, you have Jorge Polanco, who should be the All-Star. At third base, I mean, you have a rotating cast of characters there, and all of them Performing, I mean, you go... Byron Buxton is finally <laughs> coming into his own and looks like an all-star right now. Kepler and Rosario. Like, you can literally go around the horn with this
3: Twins team and just have stories wherever you want to look. Well, and I didn't write this in, in Five Thoughts today, but I do have the thinking that uh, if you're announcing a Twins team MVP... Well, I wrote about Byron Buxton because for me, just watching him on a almost daily basis, it's like, that guy... Is special. He changes the game for the Twins. Really if he's does. hitting even just a little bit. But another guy who should be in the mix for team MVP is hitting coach James Rawson. Yeah, really. I, I didn't write that, but you just look up and down. You talk about all these storylines. It's like we don't have to stop at the players. We could go to first year manager Rocco Baldelli. Um, pretty soon, we're gonna have to start calling him AL Manager of the Year candidate, Rocco Baldelli, because you know that's coming. James Rousen for Team MVP, Wes Johnson and the whole pitching philosophies that they've infused into their organization in the last year, year and a half. It's it's impossible to pick one story, but that's what makes this year's Twins team so much fun.
2: A couple of numbers from this weekend, and uh, both of these are courtesy of you and can be found in the 5 Thoughts column at ScoreNorth.com or on the Score North mobile app, your handy-dandy one-stop shop for all written and audio content from us here at Score North. They tied the franchise record with 125 home runs before the All-Star break. That was set in 1964. It's June 10th. <laughs> yeah. It's June 10th, people. So. And they have tied the record for
3: home runs before the All-Star break. So I'm a probabilities guy. You've maybe deduced that in our first yes, couple months doing noticed, a baseball yeah. show together. Yeah, it's it's kind of annoying. And I think there's a pretty good chance that this team sets the new franchise record. You think? they got 25 games left to do it, and... If you just want to math it out, they're averaging almost two home runs per contest right now. So I'd say that yeah, there's a there's a pretty good chance they they set that new mark before they head to the all-star game in Cleveland. This year. And then this number, this is gonna if, if you're driving right now, just pull over for
2: a second. It's not safe. I, I don't want you to drive off the road. <laughs> the twenty nineteen twins have a five fifteen slugging percentage. This this is my
3: favorite stat.
2: Harmon Killebrew, you may have heard of him. Harmon Killebrew had a career five hundred nine slugging percentage. This, the hitters on this team are better than Harmon Killebrew right now. The average
1: hitter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you.
3: Like the average. That was a well placed bomba menu bill. That is about all you can say at this point. It's it's not to say. The twins have a hitter or two hitter or four hitters who are out slugging Harmon Killebrew. That'd be like, you'd be like, wow, Harmon Killebrew, Hall of Famer Harmon Killebrew, one of the great sluggers in this franchise's history. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's not one or two guys that's out slugging him. It is the team as a whole, on average, has a slugging percentage higher than that. And I, where, how? How? I don't know. <laughs> How? I don't know. The Red Sox. I looked this up for the column. Last year, you remember, they won the World Series, and they did so in fairly easy fashion once they got there. They won the World Series, and they had a slugging percentage. I think it was in the 450s. I won't say 456. I hope I'm not shortchanging them. Sorry, Boston Red Sox. Because that's a great team. Yeah, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez. That That team was stacked and won a World Series because of it. And the Twins are... Blowing their doors off when it comes to slugging percentage. And, and this, it's not everything, but it's a big stat. The sample size is large enough at this
2: point that we can say that this is no fluke. This is yeah. No, I think this team's for real. Right.
3: I think. Uh, I think I'm ready to say that I have commitment issues. I'm not always the first one to embrace a club. Last year, actually, last year around May first, I was the first one to write them off. I said this club's not going to playoffs. This club, not only is going to the playoffs, it looks right now, Rami, it looks like this is going to be in the conversation for one of the best offenses ever. And, and that sounds like hyperbole. And a team that can make noise in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that this is you a... You want face, to face the Twins right now?
2: I don't think anybody does. I really don't. <laughs> like Because coming into the season, Derek, we are talking about, okay, let's say the Twins make the playoffs... It probably ends there, and and I, I don't know how much of a chance people were even giving the Twins to make the playoffs. Well, we were talking wild card, right. maybe. I picked them to win the division, Possibly but I know division. I was I was in a very small minority in doing that. When you when you talk about baseball pundits around the country, not just here in Minnesota, I was in a very small minority picking the Twins to to win the division. But even even as optimistic as I was relative to the rest of the baseball landscape, I thought okay, they make the playoffs and that's a nice ste- that's a nice season you know what I mean and, and it's a good way to to kick off this this window of opportunity but they really won't have a chance to make real noise in the postseason until maybe two years from now when Buxton Sano and some of these other guys are coming into their own a few months into the season I'm now to the point where I I say damn making the playoffs yeah they're gonna make some noise in the playoffs and there there's not there's not a team in the American League and really all across baseball that that scares me or who I feel like the Twins are no. mismatched
3: against. No, I mean, so we can talk about pitching matchups all we want to because that's that's the name of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, run creation, run prevention equals wins and losses. So I look at it and I say, for all this talk about does Twins pitcher X match up against yeah, Astros starting pitcher X, the feared Garrett Cole the first ballot Hall of Famer Justin Verlander does does Twins pitcher X match up against that guy? Maybe the Astros are are not the perfect example because they also have a killer offense. Like the thought is, it's not AL ERA leader Jake Rizzi versus Hall of Famer Justin Verlander. It's AL ERA leader Jake Rizzi versus that other offense. Right. And then their guy has to face the Twins' offense. It's That's where the imbalance is going to be created. If the Twins can pitch enough to get there, and they can field enough and prevent runs, this offense is going to keep them in, in any game in a series during the regular season. I also think it's going to keep them and propel them in series in October.
2: Just before we came on the air, I was reading uh, Dan Hayes one-on-one with Derek Falvey. Yeah, And he asked him, how much have you closed a gap on Houston, New York, Boston, Tampa Bay? And this was Derek Falvey's answer. We have a ton of respect for a lot of those teams, and that won't change. We know how talented they are, deep they are, and the respect is born out of what they have done in the past, too. These teams that have really done it, and I would include Cleveland in that group, we're not taking anything for granted. Every night, we come to the ballpark, and we try and win. Ultimately, we're going to lose some. That's the reality of 162 games, but our approach isn't going to be any different now than it was on opening day, and hopefully that carries through the entire season because if it does, we're going to end up in a good spot at the end of the year. But with respect to closing gaps or otherwise, our job is to focus on what we can do from a Games 1 standpoint and let the chips fall where they are. I'm really happy to see (laughs) our group compete against those teams because they're not going to back down.
3: I've got the world of respect for Derek Falvey. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say this, that is such a Derek Falvey quote. It's a very Derek falvey answer. Yeah, like, it's okay to say that you're better than the Cleveland Indians. Like, I know you got respect for where you came from, and, you know, you're here now, and that's great. But Rami and Manny, you guys remember how long it was into this season until I checked the MLB standings? It was June it was 1st. Just about a week ago. Yeah. It was MLB check the standings mm-hmm. day, and I waited. You actually waited until June 3rd because you wanted to do it on the air. <laughs> it was very important yeah. for me. Somebody tried to spoil it, but I, I put up harsh defenses. My point is that once you recognize that you wake up in the middle of June, we're in the middle of June, and the Twins are in first place, not by a game, not by two games, by ten and a half, Games over the Cleveland Indians. Okay, let that sink in. Your chief rival in the American League Central. I'm not saying publicly and in quotes in The Athletic or ScoreNorth.com or the Star Tribune or Pioneer Press, wherever. I'm not saying you should come out and, like, thump your chest and be arrogant that you've got such a great offense. But it's okay to acknowledge that this Twins team is very, very good, and Cleveland's not giving them a run in the you know, central I, I think I'm at that point now. As soon as I checked the standings, I saw it was double digits with a month to go before the All-Star break. I think it's safe to start feeling confident about that lead. And to feel confident about October. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are the those teams that you're being talked about, it's a compliment to them that they're mentioned in the same breath as you. Right. It's okay to think that way. Yeah. This is Wintersville now. There isn't... It's okay. There.
2: There's... Nothing to be, affa- to be afraid of. Nothing no. to be scared of if you're a Twins fan at this point.
3: I'm curious, and, and w- definitely we'll spend time on today's show talking about ERA leader Jake Rizzi. Maybe we'll get to who's starting Game 1 of that division series. We like to get a little bit ahead of ourselves and recklessly speculate. <laughs> Are
2: we lining up our playoff
0: rotation I today? have mine. I want to
3: see yours. <laughs> okay. On the Score North first place Twins show. But one thing I've I got to ask you, because... By way of Milwaukee, you are from Chicago, a mm-hmm. Cubs fan. Yes, if followed you're watching the, on the screen today, you, you would already can tell know that You right. know that I'm a Cubs fan. You hide it really, really well—that <laughs> giant block letter "CUBS" on your chest. And I wasn't sure what that "C" stood for on and your it's cap. it's got a little World Series. Oh, World Series Champions champion! Yeah, the logo microphone was on blocking On right shoulder, right? monitors in the way, I couldn't see go. that. There you go. So, but you followed the Brewers too Just for on Twitter and Twitch. 13 years, 14 years, whatever it was yeah. in Milwaukee. I was there for almost 14 years. So, yeah. of course, you know, you followed the Cubs day to day, but, you know, you're really familiar with the Brewers who went to the NLCS. Could have well represented the National League in last year's World Series. Yeah. What is the transition like or what is in your experience? What has it been like? Because you're fresh to Minnesota. This is your first year. This is all you know about the Minnesota Twins. World beaters. Right. But it's a transition, I think, for not only for the club, but also for fans and media and talk show hosts and listeners to transition from, oh, this could be a good season, to, holy cow, there's something going on here.
2: I think it's that feeling when you're watching a game where in the past, if things were going bad, it kind of felt normal, and if things were going good, you were waiting for it to go bad. It's that feeling now when you're watching games that, when it's going good, you're not surprised and that feels normal. And then if you're losing and things are going bad, you just know it's a matter of time before they break out.
3: So when you're up 12 to 2 on a Sunday in right. Detroit and yeah, Tyler Duffy's just marking time until the game can Yeah, you're be going over. this is Twins baseball. You're not going, "Oh my god, can you believe <laughs> right. we're doing this?"
2: Right. That I think that is that's right. that's the transition. Or or when you're down 6 to 3, sure. You go, "Okay, this team can still win this game we got
3: six outs to play right. with what do you, you got i
2: don't need to turn this game off this team can win i think that really is that's that's the transition and you don't consciously know it it's okay. just, it's just a feeling and an unconscious thing that you that you do while you're watching a particular game or you're watching a stretch of schedule where when things are going good, you're not surprised and it's kind of become what you expect. And when things aren't going so good, you feel like it's just a
3: matter of time before it turns around. I want to hear from Twins fans. I want to know what Twins fans are feeling about this. 651-646-8255 if you're listening live on Score North or the Score North mobile app. Or if you're watching us on Twitch. Or if you're watching us on Periscope, wherever you're consuming the Score North first place Twin show. I want to hear from you because I think what Rami is describing is starting to describe more and more Twins fans every weekend. And what I mean is this. Sometimes you will hear games and commentary online, specifically on a website I like to call twitter.com, that, like, there it leans a little negative because it's just an easy place to log on and gripe about things. But... When is the last time somebody logged on to Twitter.com to say, like, I'm having, like, a really average day so far? Good breakfast, lunch was all right. (laughs) It's just a normal day. Answered a few emails, hashtag days. Right? (laughs) You, you chime in on I'm the I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start it's doing that. It's a good that. bit.
2: I'm going to have the most mundane Twitter you've ever seen. I'm just Pretty gonna,
3: good night's sleep. Not great, but like reasonable. Yeah, I'm just going to tell people about the normal stuff I'm doing. <laughs> Drove to work. <laughs> Hit a little bit of traffic. Not enough to like complain, but a little snag on my morning commute. This sandwich I just ate was meh. It was fine. It, it got me to good. dinner. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I think people are shifting to the negative Are getting to that, where... Uh, that, that's just bumping up the spectrum, just one level to, Oh, this is kind of normal. Or, Oh, this twins team just put up 12 runs. That's kind of fun. And then the, the normal, the, the, the people who viewed it sort of moderately in the past are now, Oh my gosh, is there anything that this twins team can't do? And I think it's important because people who are coming in cold, like they didn't follow every game of the 2016, 17, 18 seasons. I think they're kind of just like, Ready to jump on this bandwagon and, okay, this Twins team is fun. Let's go see how many worlds they can beat. The world-beating Twins, as we like to call them. I think that the the positivity, the, the optimism reigns movement is starting to grow. is starting to mushroom a little bit. And I guess I'd just like to hear... If we have collectively that winner's mentality that Rami's talking about from Chicago or Milwaukee or any other city that has a bad baseball team transitioning to becoming a great baseball team,
2: I don't know if it's the same as it was in Milwaukee. And honestly, it's it's it was a process as a Cubs fan too because you know sure. you know the history there. Where well, it when seemed,
3: Theo took over, how were you guys feeling about it, right?
2: I felt good about it, but there were people like, "Well, this is it, dude. Your team is going to win World Series." Like I remember one of my co-hosts saying. Theo Epstein will win multiple World Series for the Chicago Cubs when they hired him. And it's like, slow down, dude, okay? (laughs) Like, as happy as I am about Theo Epstein taking over the Chicago (laughs) Cubs, I know how this thing plays out, all right? And I'm not taking anything for granted. And it took years even after the Theo Epstein, like in 2016 at some point, and that was after Theo Epstein was hired, that was after we saw the progress they made as an organization, blah, blah, blah. It took until late in 2016 where I started feeling like, okay, this thing, good things are going to happen for this team. I don't even know that Brewers fans are there yet. Sure. I was having to convince Brewers fans last year on the airwaves I was on in Milwaukee when things were kind of going bad in July that it was a very good team. And that was just a stretch of schedule that they would make their way through and would, would be there in the end contending for the NL Central with the Cubs. Turned out they did. Yeah, I think now this year finally, Brewers fans are finally starting to have that feeling like good things will happen for this team. Sure, if they're good, if if they are happening, they'll continue to happen. And if if they've taken a turn for the worse, it's just a matter of time before they turn back the other way. I think Brewers fans are just getting there now. So, so I don't I don't know how fast it can happen for a Twins fan. Every every fan base has its own
3: DNA. So yeah. Oh. He- That is the truth. (laughs) And and ours, unfortunately, has a lot of baked-in sadness. Are you there
2: yet, Twins fans? Are you there yet? Are you there yet? And and,
3: and we'll do our part. We're trying to drive the Bomba bus. You can hop aboard. Judd's driving. Rami's in the back. I kind of am just a, a I don't know how I observer. ended up in the back, but it's okay. It's a long story. I'll right. tell you sometime. We took the keys while you weren't uh, you weren't
2: driving. 651-646-8255 six, six, five, five is how you get in on the show. We have the first MLB All-Star Game ballot has been updated and released. There That's are some Twins exciting. names on there. Yes. And uh, we've been talking a lot, Derek, about how this team can improve from outside in. Going to talk next with somebody who can tell us how this team can improve from within. It's the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, on Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app.
0: Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And
1: Cruz sends a high fly deep down the left field line. That's gone. Stewart looks up. It is gone. Cruz with a home run, and the Twins jump out early, three to nothing.
2: That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North. First place Twins show live from Bamba, so to the land of 10,000 ranks. Rami Makhlouf along with Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. On the other side of the glass in just a minute, we'll uh, talk with somebody who can tell us how the Twins can get some help from within. A lot of talk about how they can get some help from outside, but how can they get some help from within? We'll find out in just a minute. Before the break, we were asking you, if you've bought into the winning mindset yet when it comes to the Minnesota Twins, where when things are going good, it feels like the norm and what should be expected and when things are going bad you feel like just a matter of time before they start to go good. Six five one six four six eight two five five is how you can get in on the Score North first place. Twins show Terry dialed that. Now he's on Score North. What's up, Terry?
4: Hey guys, thanks so much for taking my call. Sure, Terry. Two things two things I believe that uh, they need to really think Joe Mawa and uh, Santana, because without these guys, now you you have the opportunity to sign the other players. And that's been key. And my other thought is I, I would not have signed Kimbrel or Keiko. I think it's too early with a ten-and-a-half game lead. I think as you go down the dog days of summer when these guys get tired, do like the Astros did, just get an infusion – Get everybody infused. Either go out and get cranky, or bumgartner and it'll put you over the top. I think uh, I'm I'm originally from Houston, but I like what the Twins are doing. And uh, I tell you what, I I just got to keep watching
5: Terry for
4: taking my call.
3: Yeah, appreciate the call, Terry. I just think that there is something to be said about that infusion. And uh, thank you for calling in, Terry. I, I'm curious to know because like the Houston perspective is really interesting. There's another city. Mm -hmm. Like, I've had this thought here on the Score North First Place Twin Show. I think we need some winner's therapy in Minnesota. Like, we need to hear from the Terrys (laughs) with a Houston perspective (laughs) on you were trash and now you're great. What was that like? What was that evolution? And look, I'm not advocating, you know, we throw out our Minnesota modesty, but... It's, it's almost like the humility is I too deeply ingrained. Yeah, I know you do. Throw but right I'm out. just saying, I grew up here, so modesty this is not. be damned. <laughs> this is the, what I'd say. The, the, the The, like, Midwestern aw shucks is not lost on me by any means. Trust me. But I feel like we sometimes g- take that modesty too far. We take that, that humility. Humility is a good trait. But if the humility leads you to say, ah, we're not that good. Someone else will beat us. That's not good. Houston doesn't feel that way. Milwaukee doesn't feel that way anymore. Chicago, at least on the north side, they don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that uh Terry's point is well taken on on sort of the influx of talent. That'll come in July if you're making me guess. I would say they're going to add a, a pitcher, maybe two pitchers and get this thing boosted to the moon, but right now it's a 10 and a half game lead. Like that's a pr- that's a pretty gr- great start to a
2: season. Yeah, I don't and the one thing I disagree with that Terry said is he Said he wouldn't have signed Kimbrell or Keuchel because it was too early. I don't think it is too early to make a move. We talked about this a little bit on Friday. I think the earlier you make a move to help that bullpen, the better. Because A, you're going to get your pick of the litter. You're not going to be settling or picking off the scrap heap after other teams have gone in and made that move. And B, you're going to lighten the load on some of these high-leverage arms that you have right now, the sooner you. that you can get another high-leverage arm to help and carry
3: that load. I'm actually with Terry on that one, but we've got... All of those thoughts on the record, on the wire, on ScoreNorth.com, the ScoreNorth mobile app. And if you just go download the show, wherever you... Like, I, I'm on an Android. I'm not one of you cool kids on uh, the, those uh, Apple phones, whatever they're called. Sad. So I got a Podcast Republic app. That's where I get all my podcasts. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I just download... The Score North First Place Twins Show there. It's available the, wherever you download. Podcasts. I was going to say that on the yeah. store it's actually just called the Score North Twins Show. Right. So if you're confused searching for First Place Twins Show, that's why it's available on Spotify or to say Alexa, open Score North. Let's
2: bring in uh, Jake DePew, friend of the show, friend of Score North, been covering uh, the Twins minor league organization for quite a while. He joins us now on the Score North First Place Twins Show. What's up, Jake? How are you this
0: afternoon? Good, good. Thanks for uh, having me on after I pressured you to to have me on. (laughs) That's,
3: That's a pretty good opener, Jake. Have you
0: been working on that one? I, I've been rehearsing that oh, one. Nice. Lot, well you saw
2: minutes, you yeah. saw opportunity to get on because we've been talking a lot about how this twins team can improve and we talked about Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel and we've been kicking around names that they could trade for. Who's in this minor league system right now, in your opinion, Jake? If you got a couple of names who could come up and help this team if they were called on down the stretch, do you think?
0: Yeah. So so let me start by saying that as I was writing the article, so so Judd Zolgad is a, a personal hero of mine because you and me both, like him, because yes, yes. Because like him, I see the worst case scenario um, in pretty much everything, whether it's everyday situations or sports. Okay. Uh, and so when I when I look at this twins team, I think they're a great team. I'm totally on board. I'm on the Bomba bus. Nice, Bamba bus. welcome. Uh, yes, it's good to it's good to be on. But I do think they have a pretty significant flaw. That you guys have been talking about it for sure, but. Um, I mean, the bullpen right now is not very good at the major league level, and if you look at the depth in AAA and Double A, uh, there really isn't any at all. Pretty much all of their prospects, whether they're starters or relievers, are either underperforming or hurt, and so that's where you get a situation where a guy like Ryan Needs—and nothing against Ryan Needs—it's a great story, grinded for like ten years, and now he's in the majors. But he had an ERA approaching six. In AAA, and that's who they had to turn to, uh, to get, you know, another arm up because there's literally nobody else. And so if you read the article, um, on Score North that I wrote, that's, that, that's basically the crux of it, that there just is no depth right now. And so I think for that reason, uh, they need to make some pretty significant moves prior to October, uh, to, to get some legit arms in sure. uh, so that they can compete with the bullpens of, you know, Houston and, and the Rays and all of those teams you guys have been talking about.
3: Yeah, Jake, and I think I think that they will. I think that they're gonna add some pieces there. I I, I think the twins view their bullpen as better than we think it is. Um I yeah. don't know what if their assessment is the same as yours that there's just not the high end pitching help on the way. They certainly seem to trust guys like Ryan Eads. Uh, Devin Smeltzer and and on and on. Hey, if you got to turn to Triple A, Tyler Duffy's there and he can come get you out of a jam. But two guys that I think Twins fans Jake were were counting on or, or hoping for, I think the Twins are counting on these guys too. What do we know about um, both Brusdar Gratterall and Fernando Romero? Two guys that I think you would have thought could really inject some life or infuse some life to use Terry's line from earlier. And I don't know that I see that happening in the short term. Where are we at with those two guys?
0: Yeah, so I'll start with Romero. So it's interesting because just one year ago, Romero was, you know, we were all in the midst of Fernando mania, right? He came up and he had like those five great starts in a row. 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Everybody thought he was the the, the solution. And then, you know, he started to struggle and got set back down and, and really didn't come up after that last year. And this year he's really struggled, uh, both at AAA and, you know, his short time in the big leagues. Um, he's walking a ton of guys. He's giving up a lot of home runs. And, and one thing that's really concerning, um, from my perspective, is that his strikeout rate is, is down, right? So you expect a guy like Romero with a 98-mile-per-hour fastball, you know, the nasty slider, to, to have a really high strikeout rate, and he just doesn't have it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we heard Rocco Baldelli talk about, you know, in spring training how he was going to be a, a, a weapon late in games for them. And right now, you know, the fact that they're turning to Eads and, and Tyler Duffy and guys like that over Romero tells you a lot about kind of where they think he's at. So, you know, unless he turns it around pretty significantly, I just don't know that he's a legit option for them, um, at least right now. Uh, as far as Gr- Gratterall, he's hurt. You know, he has a shoulder issue. Um, if you, I'm sure you guys remember there was all that buzz when he was at Target Field a couple of weeks ago and he put it on his Instagram. Everybody thought they were calling him, calling him up. Well, it turns out that was probably for him to get checked out because there was an, an issue with his shoulder because he hasn't pitched since. Um, and so I don't know what the latest on that is, you know, whether he's going to need surgery or what the deal is. But anytime you hear shoulder, uh, you know, with a young pitcher, uh, that's a major concern. So I don't think the Twins can really count on either of those two guys, uh, at least right now, to to help at all in the bullpen.
3: I think that's why you're going to see them add reliever. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they yeah. had a starter just because, you know, starting helps you in October. But you mentioned some of the great bullpens. Um, you'd call Houston great. You'd call the Yankees great. And the Twins as much as i think they take an undue amount of criticism like i think they're i think that their bullpen is better than the crowd thinks that their bullpen is but even i would say yeah the top four guys there aren't they don't have the firepower that the top four guys have on on previous world series winners
0: right and the other thing i would say just to to piggyback on the the worst case scenario theme um what would this twins bullpen look like if taylor rogers got hurt That's a pretty scary proposition.
3: Well, careful, Jake, because I'm hovering over the dump button now. You're dangerously close to that line. (laughs) We can't have that kind of talk on the Bomba bus. I might have to fix the brakes if Taylor (laughs) Rogers gets hurt. I don't know.
0: I know. Jake, don't do this to us. I I know, and I was listening to the first 20 minutes of the show, and it was so optimistic, (laughs) and I was so pumped. And believe me, I love this team. It's the most exciting team since 06, for sure. Yeah. But I, I, I really do think the bullpen is a legit issue and and they're counting on roger so much and he's been unbelievable but if he were to go down i mean they, they you know their options are really really limited at that point so yeah i mean if if you're looking to be cynical and you just you know you you just want to make your life a little more miserable than it already is and <laughs> really evaluate that bullpen because wow. i don't think it's in in Great shape. Well, right I now. hope Judd Zolget is I was not say, You really right are now. cut from
3: the same cloth that's, as Judd Zolget. That's tough because he's got the keys. He is in the driver's seat of the Bomba Bus because he has that World Series attitude. But also because he's always—he's not quite sure what uh, what terror is ha- ha- haunting you, uh, lurking around the next corner.
0: Right, right, and and I and and that's why I love Judd, and 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 I'm the same way, you know, and I. Again, this is a great team, no question about it. But how are they going to compete in the playoffs? You know, with the current bullpen, and yes, they will add. Uh, but I think they need to add a lot. First right? world like
3: problems, in, first world problems, oh, my friend.
0: For sure, for sure. But if we're talking World Series and not, we are the, right. So if we're not, if we're not talking, you know, win eighty-eight games and sneak into the second wild card, if we're talking World Series, <laughs> then they need a legit bullpen and and right now they don't have it love it. and 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 again the bigger issue is that they also don't have the the prospects at triple that we thought they would right so. love it jake the,
2: the column is mining the miners do the twins have strong internal options to supplement the bullpen it's up at Scorenorth.com and it's author jake DePew, our guest for the last few minutes here on the score north first place twins show appreciate it jake thanks a lot jake thanks man
0: Yeah, anytime you need to be brought down a couple of matches, just give me a call. We got the guy. Awesome. Appreciate it. See you, dude. All right.
2: Thanks, guys. There's Jake DePue. And again, check out the article at (laughs) scorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. He's right, you know,
3: if you want to be knocked down a few pegs. That
2: literally felt like he was possessed by Judd Zolgad.
3: I thought that it was Judd doing an impression of Derek Wetmore. like The The voice, I mean. The spirit of (laughs) Zolgad. It was. Took over Jake DePew. It really was something, man. I mean, it's a scary thought. Yeah, no doubt. You lose one of your your best relievers. You're going through a bit of a tough time right now, but I think you trust Taylor Rodgers in those late inning spots. Yeah, you, like obviously it'd be a different team, but like you'd look at the Yankees and be like, well, if Chapman got hurt, right? Boy, that would. But bullpen wouldn't be the same. That's true. That's true. I think it's true in Minnesota, but I also think that the front office looks at this currently much in the same way that Jake does. Hey, we trust these guys. If we need to go down and get them and get us to October, but in October, boy, wouldn't, uh, Ken Giles or a Ray or, uh, Will Smith just looked really, really nice at the back end of that bullpen. The ever-optimistic Judd Zulgad joins the uh,
2: Score North First Place Twins Show coming up at 1 o'clock as we bring you two hours of Twins Talk this afternoon. We have our first All-Star Ballot update, and we'll give you the results of that right after this on the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. How to become a fan of baseball
3: and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs, wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Minnesota Twins! Twins coverage on Score North and scorenorth.com.
1: I fly, hit left field, at the wall, Stewart. It's gone, a home run. Byron Buxton with a two-run home run, his eighth of the year. And...
2: That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North. First place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes on 1500live.scorenorth.com wherever you download podcasts including Spotify or say Alexa open Score North but the easiest and best way to listen to Score North on the go is with that Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android and it's free you can download and subscribe all your favorite podcasts give us those 5 star ratings leave your comments on how we can make things even better mm. you can listen on demand or live the more you listen live the more points you rack up to earn rewards because we love you here at Score North and it's also your one-stop shop for all the written content from ScoreNorth.com.
3: it's it really is easy i mean it's mine's right by my it's podcast right, app it's right there score north and yeah. i'm an android guy so they're not always talking about us when they read liners and stuff like that but android people I have hear you ever you.
2: thought about coming out of the stone age and joining the rest of us in the iphone
3: age i it's or? not like i've got a nokia like i mean I'm, this is a this is a legit phone The phone is smarter than I am. Well, that I'll give you. (laughs) So it's all relative is all I'm saying. We have our first
2: MLB All-Star Game Ballot just updated and released. And uh, the Twins showing well, but not as well as I think they should. Or I would like to see them show. Jorge Polanco first among shortstops, as he should be. Yes. CJ Crone is second among first basemen, which honestly I was pleasantly surprised to see that because... I've been checking out the early all-star predictions and I haven't seen CJ Krohn's name mentioned enough. Not that he's having, he's having a good season, not what you would often, especially the way first basemen have been mashing in this league for the last decade or so. Look at those numbers and say all-star, but first base is a down position for the American league this year. And I think CJ Crone deserves as much attention as anybody among AL first basemen.
3: Yeah, Luke Voigt's leading it, so that's going to be a tough one to overcome because it is, this first round is based just on popular vote. Right, and we'll get to the new system that they have in, in just a second. Real quick, though, that is why it's encouraging to see Jorge Polanco first because this is the popularity contest. Right, exactly. Like, he is leading in not only stats, i looked this up for my five thoughts column today on Score North, dot um, com and the Score North mobile app that Rami was just talking about. Jorge Polanco leads American League shortstops in batting average, and on base percentage, and slugging percentage by a mile and a half. And I thought there was a possibility that hey, you know what? He's not the most popular guy in the world. Like baseball fans in San Diego, have you heard of Jorge Polanco? Some of them have, some of them haven't. But the fact that his numbers are so good that he's sort of outstripping his own popularity. I think that's a good sign for him and the Twins.
2: Uh, I'll get to the two surprises in just a second. Nelson Cruz third among DHs, I think, well deserved. He, despite the injury, the guy just keeps on hitting the way he always did has. Did you know
3: that he has four consecutive games with a home run, I, Rami? I did not know that. You should have checked the. That's uh, my Fresno's. Johnny Carson impression. I did know that. Oh, actually. okay. I just want to do my turn. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Thank you. pretty good. I am thinking did not of. Know uh...
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> That was really only for the Twitch and, and Twitter audience. <laughs> okay, now comes the, the the two positions that I'm really not happy with. Okay. I'm not happy with. Jason Castro is third among catchers. Notice I didn't say Mitch Garver is first, right? Because he is not.
3: He's, I was when when you told me that. Yeah. When you told me that Jason Castro was third, I said that seems about right, given the popularity of Williams Astadio and the season Mitch Garver is having. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes sense if he was third behind those two guys. Who is the vote?
2: I mean, all due respect to Jason Castro, and he's having a, a fine season. Who's voting? For Jason Castro.
3: Apparently 199,496 of your best friends. Has the
2: Castro family been stuffing the ballot box? What is is happening here exactly? Dude
3: went to Stanford. He might have written a computer script that is just voting for him. If there's
2: any catcher on the Twins roster who should be in the All-Star discussion... It should be Mitch Garver, even with the injury.
5: I it, think, go ahead, Manny. Well, I was just going to say, it This won't happen, but it would be hilarious if Mitch Garver and Jason Castro both made the All-Star With the team first, first, first both, string
3: and backup? Yeah, That'd because be they're awesome. both
5: they're both swinging a pretty good bat right now. I mean, Straight Castro, up. for his career, I mean, this he's having a career year with the bat.
3: One of them should be starting, and the other should be backing up, and I won't hear any other argument. <laughs> I'm looking at the ballot, though, boys, and I think I got to the bottom of this mystery. So MLB is partnering with Google this year in a worldwide push to just flood this web page with as many page views as possible. I'm sh- I'm sure that's what it is, and it's the starters that are listed on there. And it's like the old you remember you we both, all three of us grew up early enough that we remember going to the box grabbing a handful of pamphlets and punching ballot. them out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you'd go to the Metrodome in our case. I don't know, you maybe show up at Wrigley Field, find one of those big placards in the concourse yeah. walkways, and you'd just vote for all Cubs. And you'd hand it in and, same, you know, you'd vote for Lou Ford to the All-Star game. You'd punch it in and you'd feel like a badass. Luis right? Rivas. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm having Guzzi and Rivas start in the middle <laughs> infield in the All-Star game if I have anything to say about it. And that's what they're kind of doing here, but it's a web page. Jason Castro is listed at the top of the catcher web page. And then you get, you know, Houston starter Robinson Chirinos. You got Jonathan Lucroy on there, on oh, and wow. on and on. Is this alphabetical? Is it's that just, I think it's the guys maybe with the most playing time for their team listed okay. as the starter. So legit, to get onto the All-Star ballot, Mitch Garver would need to be written in. So I think we need to start a campaign, at least in Bombasota, that gets Mitch Garver's name written on more All-Star ballots. Because my sense is here, boys, and Jason Castro, don't get me wrong, he's having a great season. This is the best seat. year of his career. Yeah, absolutely. And he deserves to go. So I'm not going to fight to keep Castro out of the All-Star game by any means. But I, I sense, anyways, guys, is that fans... Get to that part, they you know they go and vote for their Mike Trout and their Mookie Betts and their you know they're superstars across the game, okay. And they get to catch her and they're like, Boy, I geez, I don't know, Martin Maldonado, are you okay? Cat Ka- twins are having a good year, Jason Castro, that kind of makes sense. 200,000 people punch that vote, that's fine. Riddle me this, Batman, <laughs> Eddie
2: Rosario is sixth. Among outfielders. Is that the other one that's bugging you? And Byron Buxton is not in the top nine, which you need to be to get in the final runoff election. This is how they're doing the All-Star game this year, if you haven't heard. Top three from each position go into a, a runoff vote, and the top nine outfielders move on for a runoff vote for the three starters. I've got good news for you. Okay.
3: if you're If you're rankled by this, you can do something about it. I can? Yeah, you can go to whatever the website is, MLB.com, and they've got it plastered everywhere. You can't miss it. If you're on MLB.com or TwinsBaseball.com, you're you're going to find the All-Star Ballot. They're making it pretty easy for you this year to vote for them and to find their webpage where the uh, outfielders are listed. I, I have them up here if you just want to hear one through nine. Like, There's some good outfielders, mm-hmm. and then I'll give you a call to action, Rami, All right. just, just for you. Twins mm-hmm. fans can do whatever they mm-hmm. want. Mike Trout's leading, that's fine. George Springer, career year, that's fine. Austin Meadows, rejuvenated, MVP candidate, amazing story, that's fine. Michael Brantley, now of the Astros, he's on the list. Mookie Betts, then your guy, the mayor of Bomba Soda, Eddie Rosario. Mm -hmm. Senor Bomba himself is sixth among American League outfielders. After that, you might recognize the names. Aaron Judge, Joey Gallo, and Josh Reddick, again of the Astros. So that's the top nine, and you're sitting here, Rami, with the long face, and I can see what you're they thinking. They have Joey Gallo among the outfielders. They don't have him in the DH category. Yeah, he's playing a lot of center field, I think, for okay. Texas, and and a deserved all-star, so I'm not sure. going to try to get no, jo- Joey Gallo really good year. out of the voting. But there are nine guys in there, and it's going to take a push. Here's where you get optimistic about okay. it because because I, I see the long face and I'm reading the look in your eyes it I says I want Buxton
2: in the All-Star game. Buxton
3: needs to go to the All-Star game. was one games. of my first write that down predictions. Oh, so there's some self-interested interest, in your interest eyes. here. Yes. Like, okay. Well, then this is what you can do to help your cause and again, Twins fans can do whatever they want to. I'm not going to try to force anyone's hand. That would not be uh that would not be good if you were trying to settle elections on your own accord. <laughs> but number 10 Of those top nine... You're going to start a Facebook campaign with misleading information. Max Kepler, I'm going to avoid the joke. Max Kepler, (laughs) 202,000 votes. He's just off the pace for that number nine spot. And right after your boy Max Power, Max Kepler, is Byron Buxton, 192,000. So they're 10 and 11? They're 10 and 11, right behind the top nine who go to that final vote. So my point is... It's not a lost cause like my campaign oh, no, to get Mitch Garver written in right. as a as a final vote write-in candidate. Byron Buxton and Max Kepler do actually have a fighter's chance to get into that top nine before the voting ends. So there's your optimism for the day, Rami. So get out the vote. Is what you're saying? No, I'm telling you to go vote because you have a vested interest in this, and Twins fans can do whatever they want. Well, are. me and anybody who feels the same as I do. If you're self interested, and that's fine. Uh, Byron Buxton should probably start pushing that pretty soon here, huh? He's popular on Twitter. I think that they could get that campaign going. Do I follow him? I don't know if I follow him. It's like Official Buck. I probably should follow You know him. what it is
5: off the top of your head, Manny?
3: I don't know. It's, He's yeah, on my it's Twins like official list. Official
5: Buck or something. Yeah,
3: but uh, mm-hmm. Max Kepler, I. Don't think he's active on Twitter. I do think he's on Instagram, if you want to look up for that. I don't know if he's gonna run campaigns for himself. Neither of those guys seem like a self
5: promoter type, if you ask me. Byron Buxton's official Twitter handle is Official Buck103. There you go. So if you want to follow him on Twitter.
3: If you're watching us on Twitter, you could just click over and follow at Official Buck103. is a crowded field though Man, of AL outfielders
2: that's like the, the Democratic presidential candidates at this point. Like you have like 23 choices. 24? Is it 23 or 24 at this point? I don't know. Crowded field is the bottom line, though.
3: There are a lot of good American League outfielders, and three of them are twins. I don't know if all three are going to get into that final vote, but that'd be kind of a fun side story. Basically, every position would be represented... Um, Jonathan Scope, I didn't see jump up here. And third base, Miguel Sano missed a lot of time, so Marwin Gonzalez on that list. He's seventh. I, I don't see him cracking that top three. Second base, uh, Jonathan Scope is four. I'll admit, you know, doing a long ways away,
2: doing what you do, and I think the same happens to fans. But doing what we do for a living, we kind of get the blinders on. We get hyper focused, or we get in the bubble, whatever you want to call it. I thought it was an open and shut case that Byron Buxton was an all-star this year. But when you you started reading off those names, and not that I didn't know those guys were all having good years and are obviously fine ballplayers in their own right and probably have longer track records, most of them than Byron Buxton does as a successful ball player. But like I said, you get, you get hyper-focused, and, and I'm watching the Twins day in and day out and seeing what Byron Buxton does, and yeah. it just seemed clear-cut to me. Like, this guy's having an all-star season. But well, it's obviously not as clear-cut
3: as it may seem when you put the whole picture together right. in front of my eyes. One, those guys are some juggernauts that right. he's chasing down. But two, the ways that Byron Buxton impacts the baseball game are subtle. You'd have to be a Twins fan almost, or he would have had to cost your team a game to recognize sort of the new-come, new, come, new found greatness of Byron Buxton.
2: I mean, what he... I know that... You know, flashing the glove isn't the sexiest thing in, in modern baseball. It's all about the long ball or whatever the case might be. But Kicks, the, dig, bomb us. But the way he chases down balls in the center field, like he does it in a, for right. lack of a better term, he does it in a, like he plays defense in a sexy way for a baseball fan. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? <laughs> I thought you were going to say sensational. But, but that no, works. Sexy. If the shoe fits. Sexy. Wear it. That's I fine. Th- I, I think Byron Buxton's defense and work with the glove is sexy and flashy and catches eyes.
3: Yeah, and but you're weird. That's true. We have to know that.
5: And forgive me if you guys have mentioned this already. Byron Buxton is second in Major League Baseball in doubles.
3: Yeah, he's up there. 21. And like you watch him like over the weekend, he goes and. Just robs a ball in his back pocket that should have been a double to the right center gap. And, and now it look pretty easy. It's a, You don't even notice it. He's right. hitting
5: so, doubles and he's taking doubles away from other people. It's so
3: routine yeah. that it's like, oh, yeah, okay, this, he caught a fly ball. No, that's not just a fly ball. That's a double. And now it's an out. So instead of a guy on second base, nobody out, Tigers threatening to score, it's one away, next. Because Byron Buxton took that double away, like Manny just said. That, to me, is more subtle, and you'd have to watch it all the time. I'm not surprised that he's not top nine here, but I wrote about in the five thoughts column today. like He's got to be on your short list for Twins MVP so far this season, and that's saying something. This is a
5: special team. Very quickly, so you said uh, Scope is fourth among second basemen. Yeah, in second basemen. How many people are ahead of him? Altuve. You're
3: not going to like this, Manny. Tommy LaStella's first in voting. Tommy LaStella's mashing, dude. Go figure, yeah. L.A. market might help a little bit. Yeah. Jose Altuve's second. DJ LeMayhew, who's filled in for the Yankees.
5: Yeah, he's having a good year.
3: He's got 380,000 votes. Our guy Scope has 180,000. So, I don't think uh, he's uh, having that. Yeah, I don't that's, think, so. I don't uh, think that's Jonathan's going to make it. Great bounce-back year, bounce-back player of the year candidate, but... Boy, that's
5: a, that's a that tough one. That was uh, part of my write-that-down prediction a couple of weeks ago. The Twins would have five All-Stars and Jonathan Scope would be one
3: of them. Oh, wow. okay. So so well, they, would have, they would have you, at least you, five All-Stars. You tried to and, parlay that, yeah. that. Uh,
2: based <laughs> on the way Manny's been doing and uh, write that down this year, you knew that wasn't happening.
5: Oh, is he uh, not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so hey, you're my, my Boston Bruins Stanley Cup champion uh, prediction might still come into fruition. How in many, many teams, teams did you pick
2: to win the Stanley Cup before
5: you came around to the Boston actually, Bruins? Actually, the Bruins are the only team I've actually Picked to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, I picked you picked the teams to, to get go get there. to. Okay, I picked Carolina to go there. I picked San, San Jose, Jose to go there. Yeah. I picked the Maple Leafs a couple of months ago to go there, but
3: uh, I tell the you what, the first
5: team to I picked to win.
3: Manny, we're rooting for you. We hope that comes right because I'd love to see your slugging percentage climb. Yeah. I'm gonna
5: take. I'm gonna take. A, I think I'm gonna take up TK's offer. <laughs> yeah, what's of that? hiring him as a consultant? Yeah, he I wants guess, to be bad. He's Write that down. Yeah. Consultant oh, last week on some help, uh, last guess. week at the end of Royce on Baseball, TK just said, "Manny, we got to get you a consultant." <laughs> so, he's, well. he's right.
3: He's probably right. I I, I don't think we can launch a campaign. Like I said, I'm rooting for you, Manny. I don't think we can launch an official Score North campaign to get scope in there. Unlike Rami, we can we can we can probably see if we can get Buck a little help. I think the write in for Mitch Garver is a slam dunk. We don't even need to write that campaign, it writes itself. But the the scope one he's got a that's a tough field to try to overcome. By the way, Royce on baseball, part
2: of our daily Twins programming yes. here on Score North, where he talks to Tom Kelly, Tim Kirkjian, Buster, Buster Olney, some only of the biggest week, yep. names in all of baseball. Glenn Perkins every Thursday here on Score North. This week, though, due to some scheduling things, he's going to be on on Wednesday. But bottom line is. Five days a week or whenever you want, you can get twins content from us here at Score North, fifteen hundred live.scorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. Two hours of twins talk for you today. Shout out to Seth, social media Seth, who streamed this first hour on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. We're signing off now on the stream, but another hour of Twins Talk with Judd Zulgad jumping in right after this on the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, land of ten thousand rings.